Welcome to the the new sixteenth uh, episode of the Beyond the Box Score podcast, which we which we are have we on sixteen already? I think we're on sixteen already. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, you know, I'm back, Dave Gershman from White Plains, New York, and Matt is also back from the Greater Toronto area, and and we've missed you guys. Mount Albert, Mount Albert, Toronto. Uh, sorry, Mount Albert, Toronto. It's just like the first episode, Mount Albert, Ontario. Maybe we can tell everyone now. We can tell everyone now? Okay, so now that everyone knows, they're going to put it on. They can come stalk me in yeah. Mount Albert. I'm just going to tweet this real quick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I mean, it's been a while, man. How have everything, how's everything been? Well, it's great right now because Alex Gordon just hit a leadoff homer off of lefty Joe Saunders. Okay, well, lefty was nice. I mean, it is Joe Saunders. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's funny. Hey, he got, tra- he got traded for Dan Heron. He must be good. Well, it's funny because I was, I was talking to somebody last night, and, uh, and, and it's funny. The Marlins, who we know have been terrible over the past uh, month, Hey uh, Matt, uh, do you know who the only uh, the only pitcher the Marlins have beaten this month is? Joe Saunders. It is Joe Saunders. So basically, they're <laughs> they're 0 20 this month. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, we've both of us have been really busy uh, over the past month and a half actually, and uh, and I'm really glad that we were able to, to to do this again. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it has been, right? and it's it's uh, it's fun to have somebody to talk baseball with. He's half my age. Uh, well, now that I graduated, uh, there's there's no more age jokes because I'm a because uh, I'm a man now. You're, you're a man, except you can't I'm drink. A man. I can't drink it. That that does but you suck. Didn't get drafted. Did you get your selective service card? Uh, no, but I did enter the draft. Actually, um, I I sent a I sent a letter to all the scouts and I sent a letter to all the teams. <laughs> I said I don't want to be drafted this year because I want to go to college. I think you're thinking of the other kind of draft. Oh, the the army, the military. Yeah, don't you have to get a selective service card? Uh, yeah, actually, I did get that card. Believe it or not. Um. But I'm not going to go to the military. I'm going to I'm going to hold back and watch baseball. Well, it's it's not, this is just a thing, just in case they reinstitute the draft, which they won't. Right. I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, whatever. We'll see what happens. Um. So yeah. So you know, we have a we have a we don't have any guests planned today, Matt. But um, it's going to be. Uh, we don't need a guest. Yeah. I mean, this is America's most beloved podcast. Yeah, it is, and um, and that's why. That's why the next 40 minutes of the show are going to be the most indispensable of, of all podcasts ever made. Um, this is the Beyond the Box Score podcast. Uh, we didn't change the name. Um, and we have some fun things to talk about this uh, uh, this, uh, this episode, Matt. We have the Marlins, who have been uh, just a terrible team over the past month. But they've been uh, a little bit uh, excited to talk about as of recent, especially with Jack McKeon. Uh, taking over. There's the Pujols news, which we're going to talk about. Uh, the Royals, which we talk about every episode, although we haven't talked about it together for the past month, have been a pretty intriguing team of late. Um, we're going to talk about JJ. So intriguing. You know, sorry, Dave. I apologize. Okay. I'm trying to get better at this. But breaking Royals news: Jeff Francoeur just walked. I mean, I have to. I have to you interrupt did? for that. It's funny. I guess. Yeah, he just. I'm. He just walked against Joe Saunders. I'm actually a couple pitches behind because I'm still watching so the game. So he's hitting fourth in front, of, in front of a. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. He's he's hitting in front of he's hitting in front of Billy Butler because that. Well, we'll get to the Orioles. I just. Yeah. But that 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 was that's breaking news. That's like the president's been shot. Uh, right. You know, uh, somebody's declared war. Well, as if they even declare war anymore. And uh, and Jeff Franker's taken a walk. I mean, that's the kind of news yeah. we have to report. It's like you're following the uh, it's like you're following the breaking news Twitter feed, and and that and they that's right. That. Um, yeah, we're also going to talk about the AL Central because there is one team in that Central who has just been uh, really, really uh, turning heads and playing like a better team. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but although I, I bet you can guess, it is the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Matt, uh, how so? So tell me. So so how have things been? Uh, 
I'm in depth. Well, I've, I've, well, things have been baseball-y. Um, I've been uh, writing a lot for fan graphs. Right. Uh, probably going to have a post coming out. My catcher defense post is going to hopefully come out next week uh, beyond the box score if I get it together. Uh-huh. See uh, how, you know, how many wins Matt Trainer saved because uh, he's so awesome defensively, the Royals. Uh, and to see if Matt Weeders is still, uh, uh, according to my very, well, not my, right. my slightly altered traditional metric, if uh, Matt Weeders is still the leading defensive catcher in baseball. Right. Uh, I got stuff coming out. I had something the other day We can uh, about Unal Escobar's new contract. Uh-huh. That too. Uh, a contract that uh, is awesome for the Jays, but frankly, I have no idea why Unal and his representatives agreed to it. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I'm also thinking about writing about, uh, well, the Marlins, because uh, I think uh, all the Wilpons and uh, Wilpon, the, you know, the Mets, uh, foibles, Mets ownership, and, of course, the Dodgers disaster have overshadowed, the, you know, how awful Jeffrey Lurie is. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a terrible... He's, he's just a crazy person. Uh, I really... I can't stand the way that Well, he's not, he's not crazy. He's just a rich sleazebag. Right. And you were on the Fangars podcast today. How was that? We recorded it, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on it fairly often. It's, it's always fun. Why you be, Talk to Carson and Dave and, and, and Joe. Why are you being modest now, man? <laughs> yeah, um, and also, uh, I actually, I'm pretty excited about it. Something I'm really excited about, especially, is I just um, started my, my New York Penn League uh, ventures this year, so I'm hopefully uh, going to get some, some good scouting reports, video, interviews, stuff like that from the Penn League. Um, unfortunately, there's some teams that I really wish were in the league, but are not, like the Blue Jays, Royals, etc. Um, so, so Matt, so let's start. Well, so start off with the Marlins because, because uh, you mentioned your post that's going to be coming out, um, I believe tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. And well, it'll be Wednesday. Whenever you hear yeah, this, this, it'll be Wednesday. Yeah, it's one thirty Eastern. Probably is my usual time, but we'll see if it, if I get it done by then. Yeah, this is Tuesday night, and uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that post. Um, also, guys, it's a, little, it's a little off topic, but make sure to be in Matt. Make sure to be in Matt's chats. I believe at twelve o'clock every week. Is it, is it yeah, weekly or 12, 12, 12, 12 Eastern on Thursdays? Okay, so be there uh, if you're having lunch. Uh, please uh, don't sit with your friends or your colleagues. Please uh, go to the computer and talk. To That's Matt. right. You can talk to them anytime. Yeah, yeah. You can talk to them anytime. Uh, Matt's only on Thursdays at twelve o'clock Eastern time, noon. So let's talk about the Marlins. Back to what we were saying. Um, Let's. Yeah. So Jack McKean takes over, and you know everyone makes jokes about his age, which I think are, which I can't tell you how funny they are. Um, but you know, I'm in, I'm in all seriousness. He is, uh, you know, he is back in his, I'm in a familiar position, you know, because he did manage the Marlins uh, back, I think it was eight years ago. And you know, personally, I'm not sure what you think, but I, I mean, I, I'm not sure if this is the best move, but I really do think that at this point, uh, Edwin, I'm Edwin Rodriguez had to either go uh, whichever way it was um you know I, I haven't really i haven't really um i haven't really wrote this yet but i think if, if anybody's gonna take over the marlins uh you know for for two or three months or four months rather um i think i mean i think jack mckeon is a fine choice um although as you said uh, i think i think the real story is is uh how much of a as you said a sleazy whatever you call them uh, jeffrey laurie is and you know i want your opinion on this um so what do you think about the Marlins and, and the whole situation that's occurred over the several days? Well, you know, you know I, I had not followed, uh, I don't really follow their collapse from afar, but it's, uh, well, what can you say? It's just embarrassing. This is a team that, what's frustrating about them is that they, 
they're, they're overshadowed by all the other bad stuff going on, is that they should be better at this. Look, teams have bad months. The problem is not the bad month. It's the whole organizational environment. Yeah. Ownership does not back up their managers. They're, this is their, they go through them like, like crazy. I mean, uh, uh, why can't I remember the guy? Uh, Freddy Gonzalez? Yeah. His previous manager. He was not a very good manager. I think uh, Edwin Rodriguez is better. But look, these guys get no support from ownership. Um, and ownership doesn't get the support. This is a team... Look, I'm not saying they could win the East, but they could be they could be in the wild card spot if the ownership would put any effort forward. I'm not saying they would have won it. I don't think they're as good as Atlanta, uh, for example. Uh, but this is a team that you don't have to be as good. You just have to be pretty close to as good. This is a team that has future superstars like Stanton and Morrison uh, on the team. Gabby Sanchez is having a, a really surprisingly good year. Uh, this, and then they, they go into the season with Greg Dobbs is their uh, sorry Wes Helms is their is their and yeah Hanley's having a bad year but I'm just talking about their planning they they're not even trying and so they blame the manager I mean is anybody right. stupid enough to fall for this right. among the families Animal Sanchez looks like a superstar sure Josh Giles got hurt but how is this ever gonna work um, I you know I look I like uh, Javi Vasquez as a guy he's good but he's finished and that's their idea. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of of getting ready for the season. What are they doing? They're in a perpetual rebuild mode. They're never bad enough to be a total disgrace, you know, win 60 games or whatever. But they're not even trying to win. I mean, it, uh, they, they have a really efficient payroll. Great. That's more money in the bank. And so, so to me, this McKeon thing is a, it's fun. You know, yeah. hopefully he doesn't yeah. die in the dugout. It's just frustrating. <laughs> they're going to squander this great young talent they have. Yeah. I mean, they're not stacked. Right. But this isn't a team. This isn't a team that should be coming in last. They should not be behind the Nationals. They have more talent than the Nationals, uh, I think. Um, yeah, Coughlin's had a bad has had a bad month. I mean, there's, there's little things that happen, but they give themselves no breathing room. You know, this isn't a team. I'm not saying they're just obviously not even trying. I don't even remember the last time they tried. What I did something that I would consider trying to compete. Maybe I don't know. 2004, the year after they won, then they. they traded Eric Lee and signed Carlos Delgado. In six or seven years, they even tried, pretended to try to beat, and it's a disgrace. Yeah, I think I think one of the interesting things, and this has always been the way it is, you know, ever since uh, Jeffrey Lurie has been uh, the general man, or sorry, ever since uh, Jeffrey Lurie has been the owner of this team, is that the Marlins have two of the smartest uh, baseball guys, well, three of the smartest baseball guys are, um, in charge of the team, and, and Dan Jennings, uh, uh, Larry Beinfest, and Michael Hill, and they have absolutely, and they have one asshole of, a man, of, a, of an owner, rather. And um and you know when something like that is is a situation uh, you know you really can't you really can't make the moves that you know that a fan or, or you know the players want to be made because you know because everything's going to be a limbo because if you know let's say Larry Beinfest says you know are we want to you know are we want to release Javier Vasquez well he obviously has to go through ownership to to make that happen I mean I'm not saying that that you know I'm not saying that Larry Beinfest is innocent I'm not saying that he's been perfect you know every, with everything he does because he hasn't but um, I think you know if you know, if the Marlins had a better owner, could you imagine how good of of a of a well-run team how this would be? It's just I can't even. Well, they're they're efficiently run, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Doesn't it seem like am I crazy? They have more talent than the Nationals. They have a great no. They have they have some of the best young talent in baseball. They're I mean, not they're not awesome, but I'm saying they're not even trying to supplement right. it with role players. I mean, Wes Helms. Right. Now Greg Dobbs yeah. is their solution. This is a team that should be ahead of the Nationals. That should be at least. At least, you know, and, and maybe the Mets, because the Mets are going to sell, right? The Mets are probably going to go into selling mode pretty very soon. And the Marlins aren't, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and look, the Braves weren't stacked. They got Dan Ugla, you know, but but this, and he's been terrible. They have other stuff going on, you know. Uh, 
Look, they're not gonna. They weren't gonna beat the Phillies. I don't know. They should be better. And, and look, if it was this is the only year this had happened, it, we thought they were saving up for something. That would be one thing. This has been going on for almost a decade. Right. Yeah. I. I. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, um, you know, it's funny because because you said that, uh, and and two of the last three years, or at least three of the past four years, I believe they've they've been buyers at the deadline. And, and wrongfully so. I mean, they, they acquired a Nick Johnson a couple years ago, and that turned out, uh, you know, it didn't turn out well. They um, last year they you know they didn't do anything at the, at the trade deadline. In fact, the year before last in the offseason, uh, they didn't even sign anybody, and they had I think I don't think they had any uh, impending free agents, so they really didn't have anything to trade midseason. But um, this team, you know, yeah, with the resources they have, they just do a really bad job at at business. Um, well, they do a great job at business. They just don't care about winning baseball games, which is what the supposed yeah, to be about. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean they have a. They they won eighty games right. last season. Yeah. This isn't a team that's winning, you know, like the Royals that are going to be happy if they win seventy five. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Marlins. And that's not the. Ch- they have so much talent. Two years ago, they won eighty seven games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we. I don't even. Now I said I wanted to talk about it. Right now I'm so mad. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Yeah. Well, if you want to write a guest post for Marlins Daily, uh, you're welcome to. Um, <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about uh, about. Uh, just very quickly about uh, a different situation that occurred over the past weekend. Um, the Royals are playing the Cardinals. Uh, there's, I, I believe it was in the in the later innings. I'm not sure who. I, I'm thinking Brian Pena was at bat. Anyway, uh, Pujols gets, wasn't it bad of it? It was bad of me. Okay, it, yeah, it was bad of me. And and Pujols uh, gets hurt at first base, and he his wrist is is it broken or something. I'm not. What happened? Uh, it's I think it's broken, it's broken. or sprained. He's out. He's going to be out for four to six weeks, yeah. and they're saying it's probably going to be closer to six. Well, you know what's funny? I mean, he's I have I have a feeling that he's still going to get back on track and have have a tremendous year. I mean, he he's you know the year started and he was pretty bad for the first week or two, and then people made you know assumptions that he was going to be you know that he was going to be terrible in his contract year or, or whatever. Yeah. He's been really good this season, and there's no that and there's no, well uh, well not good for him. I mean, he's, well, not good for him. he's, he's like been good. He's been solid. But, but, but like he had he had an okay for him he had kind of down first couple of months and then for June until he got hurt he had about a 500 woba so yeah. and so he's back to about 375 woba weighted on base average uh, they have fan graphs in that corner it's a great all in one stat I'm sure you know that if you're listening to this podcast um, and uh, yeah but, but, but the truth is it's probably not going to hurt the cards all that much. Dave Freese is probably going to be back the next week or two. The truth is, they can just move Berkman to first and move John. I mean, I'm not a big John Jay fan, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're replacing it with a replacement player. And even if they were, I mean, look, one player, the impact of one player is always exaggerated. Right. So this is going to, if he's out for, you know, six weeks, it's probably going to cost us two, cost him two wins at most. And that's assuming they're replacing with a replacement player, which they're not. So you can put Berkman at first, put Jay out at right field. Jay's not that great of a hitter. He's been lucky so far on balls and play this season. But he's probably a better defender than Berkman. Yeah, but like I said, it's not like they're putting a scrub out there, right? They're right. not putting Shane Costa out there or something. Yeah, that'd be, t- do you remember Shane Costa? The only, uh, yeah, I think it was oh, yeah. Shane Costa, Ryan <laughs> Shealy. Uh, Ryan Braun. Uh, do you remember those Royals who who were in uh, who were on the team in 2008 who were just terrible? Well, yeah, there were a lot of them. Ryan Z. Braun, I think his name was, and there was Ryan Shealy. Yeah, yeah a ton of those guys. So I, so I, so I think they're going to be okay. With the, I mean, because the truth is, as of today, earlier today at least, uh, I haven't seen the other no games are done. They are were they are in first place by half a game over the Brewers. Mm, yeah. Uh, so uh, so it's not like you know they lose two games. Uh, I mean, assuming everyone keeps winning the same amount, which of course is not a great way to do it. But you know, they're two and a half games ahead of the Reds, right. uh, half a game ahead of the Brewers. Um, so it's not like they're going to be out of it when Pujols comes back. And there's so oh, much. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, they, yeah, they're a great team. And um, 
And let's talk about someone who actually just hit a home run uh, in Pittsburgh. And that's J.J. Hardy. Who hit a home run in Pittsburgh? J.J. Hardy. J.J. Hardy. Yeah. My boy. Yeah, he's having a great year, too. And, um, you know, I the funny thing is he hasn't really – I mean, he's he's been solid. You know, sometimes you look at a, um, at a hitter's stats and he has, you know, like a 380 Babbitt and, he, and he's barely walking or whatever. J.J. Hardy has been really, really good. Well, and, you know, this isn't a total surprise. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think – I think he's over his head a little bit. Yeah. But this is a guy who's always had low Babbitt for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, it may be because he hits too many fly balls. He may have gotten addicted to uh, – home runs yeah. those two seasons in Milwaukee when he hit so many uh, but here's a guy who's actually you know he doesn't he's a little, a little bit weird there's a there's a uh, uh, sorry Chris Guest just got caught stealing yeah. <laughs> I should be <laughs> concentrating Hardy's a guy who uh, there's a weird resemblance between him and Yudel Escobar actually mm-hmm. they're both guys who seem like they should have a little bit better offensive numbers because both have made good contact uh, they don't strike out that much and they they seem to uh they're not, they're not overly aggressive. Um, that well, I guess Hardy strike strikes out more mm-hmm. than, than Escobar. Of course, he's got more power, uh, takes bigger hacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both playing the game. Uh, but Hardy is a guy who, who I, you know, I was surprised uh, when I was writing about it because you think about who's been replaced with in Milwaukee. They replaced him with Escobar, mm-hmm. who had a bad year last season, and then they so they turned around and uh, now they've got Uni at shortstop. The Unabomber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Betancourt. Um, so, uh, but Hardy, uh, Hardy is having a really good year. I think it's Babip. Like I said, you're right. It's up. Um, but this is a guy who, it's not really out of line with his numbers uh, in terms of his uh, line drive rate and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his power, if you look at his, his home run fly to ball rate, it's in line with his earlier production, his good seasons in Milwaukee back in 2007 to 2008. Uh, he's healthy. Uh, this guy is is under. Like I said, he's also like Unal, and he's a guy who doesn't really have that much speed. Unal's not a blistering guy either. I don't think doesn't steal that many bases, but they play good defense. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Hardy Hardy is a uh, setting himself up. He's up for free agency. Uh, and, you know, Reyes is going to be the big prize at shortstop, but I'm not sure. Apparently, I've read that Baltimore wants to lock him up, understandably, because Machado is not going to be ready for a little while, right? Right, he's just yeah. Salary I think so, right yeah, now. yeah. So uh, that would be a good idea. But if I was Hardy, unless you're worried about getting hurt again this year, I would test the market mm. because shortstops are always in demand. Uh, especially on, you know, there's, only one, there's, only, there's only one Jose Reyes. Right. And especially, I mean, I mean, Hardy's, you know, he'll be coming off a great year, and and even if he hasn't, I mean, you know, let's say he stays with the Orioles and and he accepts arbitration for another year or whatever, and he has a really bad year, um, that's obviously going to kill his, you know, his long-term value. So I think he should definitely, uh, yeah, I, I think that's what he's going to do. Um, and I'm, I, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, Escobar, who signed a big deal this, uh, this well, not a big deal, rather, uh, he got locked up for two more years, an extension. I think it was, I think it was a ten million dollar. A two-year deal over the next two years, which buys up both both those arbitration years, um, and you know there's there's a couple of thoughts I, I had in mind. I, you know I think it's a I think it's a great deal. Although I think um, I know you're going to mention this, so I'm not going to mention it now. But I'll let you say that. But um, what I was going to say was, uh, you know I I know that you deal with uh, with prospects coming up, taking other people's places when it happens. But uh, the Blue Jays shortstop situation for the next you know however many years could be I mean could be so so. Uh, Stocked. I mean, they have 
you know, let's say a Danny Hedgevaria isn't ready for a couple more years. Um, you know, I know him personally. I've got to see him play a lot, and I, it's it's so hard, Matt, to find just a you know just an average defensive shortstop. It's so hard to find a good defensive shortstop in the majors. Um, a Danny Hedgevaria might be the best uh, defensive shortstop in pro ball, and you know maybe he's. Think so. I really do. You know, if not him, it's 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 Iglesias. But I, I mean, I've seen a Danny Hedgevaria. Uh, make some make some really great plays, and, and I mean his range is impeccable. Um, if you know if he's a tr- if he's a tremendous shortstop at the major league level defensively, and he doesn't hit a ton, I really do think it's still worth it. But, you know, obviously in terms of uh, woods above replacement, and uh, you know, uh, how the biggest factor is, is hitting. Um, and, you know, I think Danny Hitchery, I think he's still going to be you know a better hitter than he is right now. But man, if he's if he's if he makes the majors. After Unel uh, leaves the Blue Jays, they have one heck of a situation for the next uh, several years uh, at shortstop because Hechevarria, um, you know, I mean, his range is is amazing. His uh, he has a great arm. He's made some great throws uh, to his right. Um, he's you know he has a really good speed to his left, which uh, you know which, which stops a lot of balls going past him. Um, he's you know he he can turn double play. Uh, he dives. Um, he jumps. He's just really good. Yeah, he's an amazing defensive shortstop. The question is, will he hit? And you know what? I've seen him play a lot this year, and I've seen him. Uh, you know, I've seen him hit a couple home runs. I've seen him. Um, I've seen him hit. I don't think he's going to be a great hitter, but I really do believe in his offensive ability uh, to be better than what it is right now. So, and, and Matt, what do you think about the about the NL squad deal? Because I know you had a great point earlier what? that I didn't want to say, but. Well, no, it's, it's okay. I think it's, it's awesome for the Blue Jays. I yeah. mean, there's no way to lose here because look, when I look, I mean, I'm glad that Hechevarria. How do you say it? Hechevarria. Hechevarria is is a great defender because he's going to need to be. And this is a guy, Christian Colon thinks that Hechevarria is having a bad year this year with the bat. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't walk, Yeah. has no power um, so far. Now, I, he's a Cuban immigrant, right? Yeah. So, is he really 22? He is, yeah. Yeah, I, I confirm that. I can. That's, that, that's a big question. Uh, but even for that, he's he's awful, been awful with the bat. I mean, it's not just that he's got no power. I mean, the peripherals aren't promising either. His strikeout rate's decent. Right. That, that's it. Uh, but, but the point being, let's just leave that aside. We're not here to talk about Hecarina right now, and I'm not qualified to, you know, I've heard, heard this before, that I'm from, from you and from other people, that he's amazing defensively. But you know, basically, when you sign a club-friendly deal like Escobar, there's no way to do it wrong. And especially this one's ridiculous. This is a guy who's getting $3 million this year, uh, pre-arb settlement, with the Jays, he'll begin a second year of arbitration. He's getting five million dollars for the next two two years, guaranteed with his contract, and then he has two five million dollar options. He's going to be twenty nine next season. The thing is, he probably would have gotten about five. He wouldn't. There's no very little shit. He would have gotten at least five million. I don't know, almost five million dollars for sure if he would have gotten arbitration this year. And so, unless he's totally gets hurt and is totally out of baseball or something, he would then get probably six or seven million dollars next year in arbitration. Right. Yeah. So really. He's giving up, even if you say he would have only gotten $10 million total, which is extremely conservative as for what he would have gotten in arbitration over the next two years, all he's getting is security. And what he gave up to the Jays was his first two years of free agency for $5 million each. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there are options too. He's not even getting those years guaranteed. He basically, so that's why I say, that when I post, I said he has great representation. It was sarcastic. His, I don't, you know, look, they know something. I they obviously know a lot of things we don't, but. There was no reason for him to sign this deal. He can get anything but a little bit of security. And but there's a I would I think it's safe to say that he he's maybe giving up. I mean, assume, assuming he doesn't get a drastic injury, this is he probably gave up easily ten million dollars. Yeah. I mean, he's giving up. So by the time he's actually a free agent, twenty nine year, thirty year, thirty one, thirty, 
he could potentially be 33 before he's a free agent again. There's a big difference in going to free agency at 31 and 33. Right. Shortstops are always in demand. Uh, this is a guy, and this guy is not a stopgap. He's a legit, yeah. very good shortstop. He, he even is down your last year. He was two wins above replacement, uh, and that was clearly. Uh, he's he's back on track. He's another guy, good plate discipline. He does. He's hitting more power this year. He's not not a good power hitter though, but he's he's not a pea shooter, right? This isn't, uh, I don't know, Brandon Ryan or Alcides right. Escobar or something. And he's, he 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 walk. He has good walk rate. Um, this is a guy who he's been a great player throughout his whole career. Conservative. Well, I wouldn't say great. He's been very good. Yeah. He's a, he's a little. He's, he's not young. Right. And I'm not saying he's old, but he's a little. And he's also probably, Cuban as well. He's Cuban. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to give up to give up this. Uh, he up years of free agency. And now he'll be in his mid. He could be in his mid thirties, and he's just giving up a lot of money. Uh, you know, I just look. We as, as fans, you always look at it from the team's perspective, and that's fine. As analysts, you have to wonder what the agents are thinking. Uh, you know, he has. He's never. He hasn't played 150 games. I don't know if ever, but I mean, this is a guy who's conservatively a three-win player. I mean, there are a lot of teams that could use this guy to shortstop. He could play. He could play shortstop for the. Uh, well, I don't know how Jen, Jen Lowry, but I take him. I mean, like right now, he's better than Lowry. He's better than Jeter. Uh, is better than Hardy. Mm. Well, yeah, no, I think he's actually. He's better than Hanley. Uh, well, he's I, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, no, no, he's not better than Hanley Ramirez. Well, I mean, he's having a better year than Hanley. Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's I'll talk about in terms of true talent. Okay. okay, I don't think I take him. I wouldn't take him. He and Hardy are pretty are similar, except that he has a better health record than Hardy. Hardy gets hit hurt every season, uh, and he's getting paid five million dollars. Basically, uh, he's getting this year what. Uh, like Melky Cabrera and Jeff Frank are getting together. Yeah. So two fourth outfielders. I mean, that sorry, this is what he's going to get next year. So he's getting. I mean, he's getting. They're paying him like he's a stopgap, and he could start for every team in the AL East, basically. Uh, he could. I'm trying to think of. I mean, who's uh, who are the top shortstops in the AL right now? Sorry, I don't. I'm Probably Alexi totally Ramirez. Right. Alexi Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. The only teams he couldn't start for in the AL. Would be uh, Chicago, considering the current would be like Chicago, Texas probably. Yeah. Uh, they probably, you know, I could, you know, I could see. I mean, he's a better hitter than Andrews. But Andrews might be better defensively. Uh, Maybe Cliff Pennington. Probably not Pennington. No. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's how good this guy yeah. is. Now, two years down the road, he won't be this good probably. Yeah. But he'll be 29. Sorry, he'll be. Uh, sorry. Well, that's why I think that, uh, that more than anything, he should have asked for more years than money. I mean, obviously. Well, he should, he should, if, if, if he wasn't going to ask for more money, he should have asked for guaranteed years or, or just not given him two years of club options. Right. He should ask for a guaranteed year. And I just don't know what his agents are thinking. Uh, it's just, it's my, I don't think he gained anything other than a tiny bit of security. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, so it's, it's, but hey, look, let's finish. We've got to say congratulations, you know. I always feel like this. I want to congratulations to the Blue Jays and Alex Anthopoulos, but it's almost like the Vernon Wells deal. I think I almost it's so silly. Just he's more lucky to find somebody dumb enough to agree to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but congratulations to Alex Anthopoulos again. They're setting themselves up really well for. Uh, they're they're a 500 team in the toughest division of baseball this year, right? Yeah. And so really setting themselves up for uh, maybe even as early as next year. I agree. I completely agree. If Kyle Drabeck can remember how to pitch, that is. Yeah, he's been a, he's been an interesting problem, but um. Although Romero's been a stud. Well, you know what I like? I like Zach Stewart a lot. Zach Stewart, I it's funny because he's in the majors now. I got to talk to him uh, about two weeks ago, and and he and you know I I, I don't think he's going to be that good of a pitcher in the majors, but I think he's going to be okay. I think he's pitching tonight actually. Um, I'm not sure how he's doing. I'm not sure if if, if, if you're following that game, but Gordon uh, just hit a, Gordon just hit a double. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Gordon hit a double. Uh, Hercules, uh, I think. 
struck, struck out. out. Yeah. Joe Saunders is, is you know, he gave up a run already to Gordon the, the home run. Um, and let's talk about the Twins. Uh, lastly, before we before we say goodbye, um, actually, I, I just I just uh, I just I think I just jinxed it actually, because the um, no I'm talking, I'm talking about the Royals. I uh, Joe Saunders is actually starting to pitch better. <laughs> yeah. You see that pitch? Well, he's, he's he is no I I'm on game day. Um, so he's pitching to Melky. So a lot of guys go good pitching to Melky. Although I kind of like Melky. Yeah. In a weird way. I think. Yeah. We're talking about that. Uh, the Twins. So, so back to the Twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know they've they've actually really started to turn the corner, and it seems like this always happens. Uh, I, you know, I was, I used this as a comparison. I'm not sure if it's that good of a comparison, but last year I think at about a couple weeks before this time, the White Sox were uh, just having a terrible year, and they won 25 out of 30 games and got back on track. And no, they didn't win the division. And they didn't win the wild card, but uh, but they had a much better year after they went on their crazy streak. And and, and that's and, you know the Twins aren't aren't having the exact same streak, but um but they're really you know they're really turning it around. And, and it, it just it always seems like this is the way they are. And, and you know it's 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 there's no real reason. I mean you know everyone like to say it's just Twins baseball. It's it's Ron Gardenhire. It's really that's not it at all. But the Twins are really playing well, and, and I know you like them a lot. Matt. <laughs> are you kidding? Uh, no. Uh... The Twins, uh, for the sake of all Twins fans, we need to, they need to hope that, that that management isn't deceived by this. This isn't a franchise that seriously needs to consider hitting the reset button. Like I don't know. Look, this division is is full of teams that are weird. But they are playing much better. The truth is, well, it would be hard to have played worse. Yeah. This is they just lost Justin Warner. Of course, they went on a run without Justin Warner last year. But this is a team that's going to be putting. Some combination of uh, who's going to play first now is it is going to be Kadir? Probably. Yeah. So let's get there back to the you know Portonard spot and try to run between Delman Young, who's basically showing that yep he still sucks. Uh, you know after last year when everyone praised him for being sort of averageish, uh, this guy was the number one prospect in baseball. Yeah. I mean whatever people talk about Alex Gordon being a bust, you want to see a bust? Probably not. Uh, yeah. How about Delman Young? Uh, um, Delman Hiki. Now you know he's actually hit okay, but I mean this is then we got Delman and Cubel in the corners. I mean this, this Scott Baker's having a good year, and they're finally acknowledging that, which is amazing considering he's a fly ball pitcher with the worst defensive right. outfield in baseball, except for the Marlins. Um, yeah, but the, but, uh, but the bullpen started to take shape. I mean they've been playing better. Yeah. And that's the thing. But yeah, they're playing better, but look, they're still. But you can say this is just regression. This is the dead cat bounce. There's no way they were that bad. Even Delman Young. Uh, he's like he's up to a 286 Woba. What yeah. was he before that? Like 240 or something. He's not that bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not taking anything. Delman Young sucks. Yeah, and no, he's, he's um, a bad player. Uh, and I feel you know, uh, there's a certain age that isn't an excuse after a while. But but the uh, but the problem with uh, uh, pardon me. Problem with the Twins, they don't have enough now. Mauer's coming back. We don't know how good he's going to be. Morneau's gone. My, they got all these, you know, Mike Goddard, Cubel, Del. These are mediocre players. It gets it gets Tome in the DH spot, I guess. Um, but you know, they have to hope Nishioka can hold up at shortstop if he can really hack it. They moved him for look. They moved him to second for a reason because he can't throw hard enough. Uh, that means Lexi Casilla is going to play every day. Uh, Danny Valencia is uh, back to earth. I, I just don't see it. Look, yeah, they, they see when I talk about the dead cat bounce. You know who else is dead cat bouncing? Who? The White Sox. Yeah, they are. Not the, the the Cleveland is coming down, but I still don't think. Look, even if they're just as good as the Tigers right now, that still means they somehow have to have to uh, win 
what are they, eight games behind? I think so. Eight, nine games behind? Do you think over the rest of the season they're going to be eight or nine games better than the Tigers? Right, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, basically what you're trying to say is that the best team in this division are the Kansas City Royals. No, I'm just kidding. It's, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I before the season started, I picked the Twins, but I really can't stick with that. I mean, they. I mean, if I do pick the Twins, I win the division. It's it, it's not going to be because I picked them before the season. They've been it's been such a crazy season, and, and I mean, and we aren't even halfway through yet. But um, yeah, I, I do think the White Sox are going to catch up uh, by a large amount. I mean, the Tigers are, are going to get there. The the I mean, the Indians, they've just been uh, really struggling of late. I mean, they swept the the Pirates, but the Pirates didn't play well at all. Well, this is just. Uh... They're coming back to earth. I mean, they were not yeah, that good. Yeah, yeah, No, you're right. You're and right. that's it's too bad. It was it was fun. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed. Cause I'd like to see uh, Jason Kipnis and Lonnie Chisenhall up this right. year. I hope they still call them up. Those are two gun. They're two errors in the quiver. But I'm not sure. Uh, what do you think of those guys? I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked that Kipnis. I haven't I haven't been the biggest fan of Chisenhall mainly because uh, he's had shoulder problems. Um, yeah, but, which is not good for a hitter or a third baseman. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ben Badler was talking about it a couple months ago. The shoulder joint, I mean, it's it's so tricky. You know, there's almost no way to to you know, you know, to be around it. I mean, it's it's um, if a hitter or a pitcher has a shoulder injury, it's one of the hardest injuries that to come back from. And they can't they can't give him some time off, yeah. or if he's recovering, he's, he had it last well, year. Well, he had it last year. Yeah, I mean, he's been fine this year, but he's uh, he's you know he's been a little I mean, inconsistent. I I do like Kipnis a lot, though. I think he's gonna be a great hitter. Do you think it's crazy for me to think that Kipnis might be a better hitter than Dustin Ackley? Not at all. Or is that a top? Uh, because well, here's why. I don't know where I get that. Yeah, why? Because, I mean, I, I don't think it's just being a better hitter. I think it's being a better all-around player. Um, Dustin Ackley, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to stick at second base. He's not that good of a defender at second base. And he, if he's moved from second base, um, he's not going to have uh, he's not going to have the power to be a left fielder or – or first baseman, or, or I mean, he's not going to be a center fielder. Um, yeah, he's not. You don't think he's fast enough for center? Not at all. But I, but I do think Kipnis is a second baseman. It's uh, not that bad. I mean, he was. Yeah, um, but well, but just I mean, straight up, let's forget. Who do you think's got the better bat? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I'd take Ackley, but not by much. I think it's really close. I, I, yeah. I think both of them are going to be better players than Brett Lawry. Um, better. Really? Players. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure about better hitters, but. Uh, definitely better players. I mean, I, I think, I think you know, the, the problem with second base, the problem with moving uh, players to second base, you know, everyone says it's a great idea because he's going to stick there, he's going to be great, you know, offensively, his bat's going to fit there. Well, you know, defending second base is a big issue for teams, and, and you know, you can't have someone uh, who's, you know, who teams are going to talk about moving, to, you, know, you know, away from second base. You can't have a player like that because, you know, someone like Ackley, who doesn't have uh, that much power, um, I mean, he, he can't play, he can't play an outfield position. Uh, that's just right. And yeah, and for mo- the most part, I think, although I-, I think I think the better athletes generally go to third base. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, right? yeah but again, I I don't think Brett Lawry, you know, for example, I don't think he's a uh, a third baseman. So. But but yeah, but he's there because of the arm, right? Yeah, well, that's probably yeah, why exactly. he's third. Yeah, I mean, he has really bad uh, second base defense. So. But so he's, he doesn't have he doesn't have soft hands. Is my impression? Not really. Is, is, Not really. No. But but he's a he's he's athletically. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. He's a he's a great he's a great player. He's a great talent. But I think there are, there's a lot of questions about him in terms of, of exactly that. Uh, I think I think his bat yeah. is going to be really good. I just don't think I, I just think it has to be at either you know maybe center field, uh, right field. I mean, yeah. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, that's well, hey, he's got to be better than E5. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. That's, it, it definitely. Uh, 
Uh, but we're, we got away from the Central. Yeah, I still think the Tigers going to win that division. I think the Twins, the problem is, how do you hit the reset when you have Morneau and, and, and Maurer on this contract? Hey, <laughs> here's breaking news. Luke Hoche struck someone out. Did you see that pitch? I, I think he quick pitched before. Did you see that? He does do that. Hochaver quick pitches every once in a while. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never... seems like he should be good. Gosh, <laughs> he's been. I mean, yeah. And you talk about busts. I mean, you mentioned Delman, uh, Delman yeah. Young and Gordon. I mean, well, I think, with Hochaver, I think it's isn't the tip the thing on him that his stuff always looks great. Uh, is always seemed to be great, but right. the results just haven't matched up with it. I'm not sure if, I, if I've ever seen him throw a pitch uh, harder than 93 miles an hour, though. Well, unless he's at the K, right. on the K's game. Yeah, the K's. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, hey, let's um, let's call it a week. Yeah. It's, well, hey, it was great to talk to you again. We'll get it going again every week. Every week. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy we're, we're back to it. we got a cavalcade of guests. We have, I mean, there's there's actually Mystery guests. guests. Yeah, there's guests who are lining up. I mean, they're actually fighting each other to, to be on our podcast, and we have to... They're knocking down Gersh's door. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's... it's, it's and we need, to congr- and uh, we need to congratulate Gershman on his... Uh, Recent graduation, from what I won't say, but congratulations. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just say that I that I can't drink, but you know that's a good thing because I wouldn't drink anyway. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. But um, who are you, Dave Cameron? <laughs> um, and he does. He doesn't drink either. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, I didn't know that, but that's. Uh, I'll take the comparison yeah. in terms of the of the writing ability. It's a compliment. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, and I I I've always thought that you're kind of a. Uh, I'd say a, a Sigmund Freud type of guy. Is that a good comparison for you? Sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm that. I don't. I, I have more hair on the top of my head and less on my chin. Well, yeah, but you, you are the most interesting man in the world. Uh, I don't think so. No. But thank you. Hey, listen, it's great talking about you. Here's to Alex Gordon hitting a couple more.